while we're walking in the space hallway. Wait till we get to the bridge, and then you can talk. Why aren't we walking anymore? Let's walk. We're almost to the bridge. Let's just walk there and open the door. Here's the door. All right. Let me check the seals. Air is pressurized. Everybody remove your helmets. <laughs> hey. Hey, guys. What is it, Private Warner? Oh, are we starting? <laughs> <laughs> you already asked that in the hallway. <laughs> All right. From the top? From the top? Let's from, do it okay. from the top. All right. <laughs> Turn around. Open the door. <laughs> open it. And let's walk back down the hallway. Okay, okay, okay. Where's that door? <laughs> We're all for the door sound. <laughs> no. All right, now no let's sound. walk back down oh the hallway. <laughs> Why'd you open the door again? We need to walk down the hallway. Close the door. Oh, I left the door. <laughs> Damn it, Private Warner. Okay. Improv starts in three, two. Wait, but hold on. We need to walk back up the hallway so we have all the hallway to work with. Let's walk up there. This is the pace we're going to take. We're going to walk back up there this slowly. You, uh, I don't want to walk Why through a gravel, you leave gravel? <laughs> It's a zero-G environment most of the time. You really shouldn't be leaving gravel out. <laughs> Let these birds in here. Not all the way back to the terrarium. All right. Okay, stop eating. We're about to record private order. Jesus, mother-loving Christ. All right, now let's do a space-themed improv in three, two, one, acting! Captain Johnson, I have gathered the reports, and it looks like shields are at 10%. Spot Bergasa, that isn't the news I wanted to hear. But it's the news that is news. The Rylands are attacking us from all sides, and they're giving us one last chance to accept a telecom communication before they obliterate us. Would you like to receive it? If there's any chance of us taking control of the situation, we need to make our way out of the terrarium, back to the bridge. <laughs> okay, you and I are going to walk down this gravel hallway. Let's go. Speaking of Spock Bergasa, this gravel motherfucking pathway is a terrible idea on a jet ship space cruiser. I, I thought it'd be quirky. Okay, we got a telecom communication coming in from the Ryland's ship. Hold uh, on, we no. gotta open the door to the bridge and we're gonna take <laughs> okay. a telecommunication. Open the door, open the door. Open that door up. Okay, Spock Bergasa. Yes. Open the comm channel. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Ship. I demand you hand over the Bragasses or we will fire. Me? Ca Captain Johnson, you cannot hand me over to the Rylands. Please, Captain Johnson. This is Captain Johnson of the USS Starship Life Pile. <laughs> and you can have my man meet Spock Bragasso when you rip him out of my cold, dead space commander in hands. If you will not surrender the Bragasas, you will die. Mute the comm channel, Spock Bragasa. Comm channel muted. You see that nebulous star system behind their ship? Uh-huh. What do you think if we attached a selfie stick to a torpedo and launched it into that nebulous cloud? 
Do you think the resulting explosion could be enough for us to ride a tidal wave back to Milky Way system? I think it's our only shot. I'm taping the selfie stick now. Prepare to launch it. You gotta keep them busy. Okay. I'm opening the comm channel again, Captain Johnson. Open the comm channel. Hey, Rylands. Hello. You ever seen one of these before? Wow, that's one of the biggest nipples I've ever seen. Yeah, that's right. My god. This is why they call us mammals, baby. Launching the selfie stick. Suck my teeth. see if we use that or not (laughs) so this is going to be pretty challenging okay let's get you ready for your wedding my job to give 100 it's important for us to pause for a moment okay life pile this is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that can survive the harsh elements of space. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm the first pot-bellied hog to be launched into orbit. Dylan Vergasa. Shove it in the airlock and vent. It's Ryland. I bet that's what all the astronauts say when they get frustrated about stuff. <laughs> like you think when they get really annoyed with each other on the space station they're like come on rogers come to the airlock and let's vent let's have a rap session in the airlock oh not like why don't you shove it up your airlock and vent rogers oh. no the airlock is a place of emotional healing it's where they go to just blow off steam shout into the void okay if uh the space station were a church that's where you'd take your baby to cry yeah gotcha. <laughs> yep that's it <laughs> that's it god would someone take this crying baby to the airlock already oh. No, no. Let this baby vent. (laughs) Life Pile Podcast is the podcast for spacefaring folk who don't let facts get in between them and the lifestyle section that has the oxygen they need to survive. Every week, we give you lifestyle and tips and then review some of the biggest lifestyles there are to live today. This week is our space, 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 space episode. So, 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 so. So, so, why are there echoes? Goes, goes, goes in space, 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 space. Space is a big room. It's a big old room. Big old. All right, you guys, kicking things off. We are going to be giving lifestyle tips to some of the wonderful people who have reached out to the show. If you need some lifestyling for free on air when it usually costs tens of thousands of dollars, you can call 720-663-8163. That's 720-663-8163. Leave a voicemail and we might blast you off across the stars. If your voice doesn't work through technology, you can send an email to lifepileshow at gmail that kizzle come uh you can also text that number as well yeah that send a text at 7206638163 or email the like gmail.com what do you guys want to start off with you want to do a text or uh or a voicemail let's do a voicemail from one of the brave folks who doesn't listen to this yeah, podcast i to hear some sweet words all right here we go voicemail coming in Hi guys, I have this weird thing and I've just been thinking about it lately. Um, I 
you know, I moved from L.A. to, to Chicago in, what, 2012, and I got married in 2013. Congrats. And I've ha- I had a kid in 2014 and my second kid in 2016. Congrats. And it just, I've just been having this weird thing where it, my whole life, it feels, it feels like everything before 2014 happened at its normal time. But 2014 just feels like it was a year ago. Huh. Um, so this is a new mindset that I'm testing out. It's just, you know, living like the last four years is just one year ago and everything before that. So 2004 was, that was 10 years ago. Hmm. Live it or leave it. Well, I, I want to start by just gently, not even questioning, but sug- just a suggestion. Are your children beings from another dimension that can bend space-time at will? Uh-huh. And once they uh, were incepted, they kind of froze you in time. Yeah, yeah. And, well, that's that's the thing about it, too, is that her second kid was born in 2016. So if it is now 2014, she doesn't have her second kid. So what's going on with that? What What's that baby doing? Huh? I think, you guys, it's just, um, you're scared of foreign things you don't understand. And I don't think there's something wrong with the lady's children. Because me, personally, I've been living in the year 1999, ever since 1999. Really? Yep. And I think you guys should consider getting time stuck, like me and the caller. Because, let me remind you that right now, the top songs of the year... Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. Well. All Star by Smash Mouth. Mm. No Scrubs by TLC. Oh, baby. And I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Okay? Those are the top five songs in my current year. Okay? Mm. And check this. This is the hot new movies that are in theaters for me right now. Oh, my gosh. Toy Story 2, American Beauty, The Matrix, Fight Club, Tarzan and the sixth sense. Okay. That's the life I'm living in. And I gotta say, I don't know what's going on in whatever year it is to you guys, (laughs) but I bet you life is a little bit nicer where I am. Yeah. We have (laughs) 1000% less Phil Collins going on in the year 2018. So I am jealous of you for that. That's so sad. Caller, I don't see any downside to this, especially if uh, you maybe had a particularly happy 2014. I think the only problem that would, or the only time that would slip you up is maybe if you're filling out taxes or something and they were like, what is your gross annual income from last year? And you just keep putting the amount of money you made at that Panera Bread job and it's been incorrect for four years. That could be an issue and you might need yeah. to talk to your time control kids about that. Yeah. And also like going to breastfeed your infant and it turns out he's a 36 year old. That right. might be an issue. I don't know. So Ryland, this might be like a 50 first date situation you're thinking right yeah yes i think everything is aging alongside her and she needs to watch a vhs video every single morning to remind her hey yeah i'm your husband and i'm 30 years older than you expect me to look and a deeply important thing to note in that video i am adam sandler so (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be a terrifying day to have over and over again. Yeah, but at least at least if you're in 2014, he's already been in his decline. Like he's not at the peak Adam Sandler still. So you're you've already accepted that he is what he is. But like, would you want to be married to peak Adam Sandler? Why not? He was he was top of his game for a bit. He was up there. I mean, he was bringing in money, that's for sure, but I don't know that there's any day I'd want to roll over and be like, good morning, my Adam Sandler. All right, well, caller, love your kids, do your taxes correctly, and for the love of God, get to a safe place if uh, you're waking up every morning and realizing it's Adam Sandler next to you. Uh, This next bit comes in from somebody via Instagram. Hey, thank you for replying to us on Instagram. Here we go. Uh, you want to call in Gabriel then, Cam? Yeah, fans of the show know that uh, we have adopted an intern who we found lost, cold, shivering, wandering the halls of a <laughs> university. And now he works for us in exchange for room and board, the lucky guy. Um, mm. So once a week, we let him out of his hole to read uh, texts and Instagrams for us. Gabriel, <laughs> you want to come out? Yes. Hello. Hi, Gabriel. That's a good boy. Gabriel, who do you like more, me, Cam, or Ryland? <laughs> Just... No, he has to answer now. Oh. Ryland is the best. Mm, All right. Still I think need we to work on that along. speech <laughs> pathology. Yeah, some, he pronounced my name wrong. <laughs> All right, Gabriel, why don't you read this Instagram for us? Nap style. Like the music streaming service from the 90s? No, no, I think it's that this listener is living that nap style of living. Like the style of napping. Gabriel, Gabriel, speak when you're spoken to. Why don't you? Why don't you crawl back into your hole and think about your sass until next week? Oh no, you didn't. Oh, oh no, you didn't, Gabriel. Get in your intern hole. Get in your intern hole, Gabriel. Cam, can we send him to the airlock? Go to the airlock and vent, Gabriel. <sighs> so you guys live in the nap lifestyle. Live it or leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Oh, that was quick. What makes you say that? I've I've not taken a nap yet where I didn't wake up feeling disoriented. I I and I don't attribute that to naps themselves. Maybe I think I'm just not doing it right. Because mm. as we've found out over the course of this podcast, I make sleeping so much more <laughs> difficult than it has to be. I'm using all these accessories. <laughs> I'm a fan of napping. I'm a big nap okay. napper baby. I, I like putting on just random YouTube videos and falling asleep to them. Mm. I think there's something about somebody talking about something that I don't care about that puts me to sleep. It's like I'm back in college, you know? <laughs> Sitting in a seminar and just dozing off. You ever have a teacher who you cannot stay awake for no matter yes. how hard you try? <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. You know one of my favorite words? Hmm. Soporific. What does that mean? Something that puts you to sleep. It's like terrific, but it's soporific. Soporific. But knowing Cam for more than a few minutes, I know that Cam is very pro nap style. Cam invented nap style. He's been kicking it nap style for a minute now. Yeah. What is your specific nap style, Cam? Uh, Let me tell you, my nap style is waking up sweaty. I don't know from whence I get this magical power, but I feel like every time I take a nap, I wake up sweaty and I have to go take a shower. What is, I hate that about my body as well. How hot I get while I'm sleeping. Like who, what is inside of me that is burning coal while I'm sleeping? Like do that while I'm awake, dude. Just like eight muscly near make naked men in your intestines that are just shoveling <laughs> Tostinos into a <laughs> 
the reactor's gonna blow if you don't keep fueling it. Oh boy, would this be a bad idea? Fill up a bathtub full of ice cubes like you're going to the Olympics and you're training your body to I don't know why Olympians do that to themselves, but instead you just fall asleep in there. There's nothing like sleeping in a tub to make you feel not gross. Yeah. <laughs> That does sound like the ideal way to nap in a tub full of ice cubes. Cam, don't you sleep in public? Is this a thing that you do? I thought that you did this. Why do you think I sleep in public? Because I know you go out with your hammock and just tie it up anywhere you can find two trees and just sleep, right? I I sit there and I read books, but I don't think I have the nerve it takes to sleep in public in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I would be scared. I'm glad you don't do that. Yeah, it's. Uh, do you think that is a part of the rise of insomnia in young people? Is young people reading less? Because mm. I know a book will put me to sleep. <laughs> Soporific. <laughs> do you think the rise in insomnia in old people is because uh, not enough of them know how to use their iPads to navigate to the YouTube videos that make them fall asleep? <laughs> I bet you're going to say, do you think the rise in loss of sleep in old people is because they don't know how to use their eyelids? <laughs> is it, do I blow on them? Might have originally put the manual for these dang things. You guys know how, like, uh, we look back at things from the 50s and it's like, oh, here's this ad for cigarettes and it's like, oh, yes, I'm a mother and I smoke a pack a day because it's good for me. Doctor says so. Mm-hmm. I wonder what in the future people will look back at us and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. And I wonder if it's our caffeine intake right now, because like energy drinks are so popular. I know people already are talking about it and be like, oh, watch out. But I wonder if it's really much more worse for us than we're giving it credit for. And we're going to find out in the future. My vote is for anti-vaxxers. And I'm antibacterial over prescribers. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. Feel that. And people who don't finish their course of antibacterials. They'd be like, what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> I also feel like just our healthcare system in general, people are going to be like, what were y'all up to? <laughs> oh my God, definitely. Like you took a car ride from one side of town to the other and it cost you $26,000. <laughs> What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Do you guys sleep on airplanes? Is that a public space or is that that duty free, royalty free space where you can sleep without taxes? Duty free, I say. Especially if you get a flight where you have a whole row of seats to yourself. Oh, when yeah. has that ever has that happened to you? It's happened to me twice. I am so mad. <laughs> Did you pay for yeah. all of them? Did you rent them all out like some kind of like your like your Jay Z or Fifty Cent? No, the people no. were walking down the aisle and they saw where they were gonna sit and they were like, you know what? I'll catch the next one. <laughs> oh no! I don't, I don't need to get to Colorado today. There's twelve days of Christmas. I don't have to be there right away. Cam's just clipping his toenails right there all over all three seats. That's how you do it. That's how you get your own seat. All That's right. how I got to space with no other astronaut. They were like, mm, <laughs> lifetime dream, but tin cup with this guy? Now, speaking of which, do we think Gabe's cooled down enough that we can release him from the airlock and have him read an- another question? Before we release the Gabe, um, let's make it official. Nap style? Live it. Nap style? Live it for me. Nap style, that's a leave it. <gasps> oh, oh. You switched from live it? I never lived it. 
ever. Oh, your first leave it. I sounded like a livet, and I was like, "Whoa!" Well, we did come Whoa. up with this like catchphrase mechanism for the show, where both catchphrases sound the same and mean opposite <laughs> things. Well, <laughs> if you would hold up the decorative poster boards I gave you with "leave it" and "live it" on them, and the maybe be a little clear. Yeah, the phonetically spelled "leave it." So horrific! All right, Gabriel, get out of your hole, Gabriel! I said, "Get out of here!" That's it, Gabriel. Hey guys, we'll be cool now. Let me out. <laughs> now read the Instagram. Gabriel, I said read the Instagram. Living with your parents. Mm. Mm. I I don't know anything about this, so you Ryan guys take it know. away. I don't. Ryan has no idea about Not Hold me. on, you guys. Before we get into the lifestyle of living with your parents, Gabriel, get back in your intern hole. <laughs> So, Riley, you've never lived with your parents before. I'm just curious, when you left right. the hospital and you walked out there with your little baby suitcase, where did yes. you end up going first? Well, I was the first human ever diagnosed with the Zoomies, and so... <laughs> what? Uh, like, what? <laughs> like when dogs get really excited and run around? Like the shoe brand? <laughs> or the shoe store? No, Z-O-O-M-I-E-S. Okay. Uh, yeah, where, uh, you know, you just can't contain the energy that that being has so uh i just shot right out that hospital window and uh i've been living with trees ever since interesting and i i don't know my birth parents <laughs> got a bad little case of the zoomies well i've lived with my parents on several occasions and well it's not always fun i do think it's useful if you guys ever had a full-time job and lived with your parents yeah. Can you say dollar dollar bills now? Dollar, dollar bills. Good job, Ryland. Now you do have to trade in those dollar dollar bills for listening to your parents watch The Bachelor, and your mom go, "What did she just say?" And your dad goes, "What?" And your mom goes, "What did she just say?" And he goes, "Who?" And she goes, "The woman on the show that we're watching." And he goes, "Oh, I don't know. Did you hear it?" And she's like, "No, that's why I'm asking you." And they're like, "Well, we could just rewind it. Do you have the remote?" Yeah, it's right here. No, that's the remote for the receiver. We need the TV oh. remote. Yeah, here's that one. Okay. Now, what am I doing with the remote? I just told you to remote. So, is the money worth it? Why? Why did you capture that so perfectly? Why? I hate it. Because we've all been there. It's so I mean, true. except for Ryland. But. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know what Ryland you're talking about. Ryland would never live with his parents. <laughs> never, no, no. Never. He, there's a line in the sand, and he said, parents, you stay on that side, and my house is over on this side. Cam, what do you think? I lived with my parents for about nine months from, uh, let's see, it ended in May 1990. I was searching about nine months before that. When I was birthed, I came out with a suitcase and a top hat, and I said, Mother dearest, it's been a pleasure, and I'd love to get tea with you and Papa sometime, but <laughs> our lifestyles are just too divergent, and I need a pad of my own. Did, did you at least leave a tip for her under an upside-down glass of water? <laughs> Ryland, 
I'm not some kind of rube. I'm not some kind of rude person who doesn't mm. tip. Okay, so of course I left a tip. Oh my gosh. One for her and one for the maid, because I left a mess in there. Oh Let me God. tell you. Yikes. <laughs> okay, caller. So uh, it takes a really strong, fortified person to live with your parents. Uh, but yeah, you'll make a lot of money doing it. So don't do it unless you're a, a, a fortified human being. I think that really is the lesson to take from it. it. Living with your parents is an investment plan in which you can trade your psychological fortitude for money. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, mm-hmm. spinning flax into gold, you can spin your ability to remain sane into straight up dollar dollar bills. It's just a question of how long can you sustain it before you go Lizzie Borden all over everybody. And uh, why don't we go ahead and make it official? Living with your parents, if you have the mental fortitude, live it. If you're going crazy, leave it. Yeah. You got the patience, live it. And if you want to get that cash, live it. Uh, And if not, leave it. (laughs) (laughs) I think use your weakness as your strength. If you're stuck with your parents and they're driving you crazy, use that as an opportunity to leave the house, do something interesting, make your life more exciting, okay? So definitely live it. Cool. All right, we have one more from Gabriel, I think. Okay, Gabriel, come back on out here. Don't be afraid. Why are you acting all scared? Don't be scared, Gabriel. Don't be scared, Gabriel. I said, don't be scared! Okay, here he is. Please, I be a good boy. What did you say? Use syntax. That's not grammar. I said, please, I be a good boy. Oh, okay. That's right. Here's a snack. Now, why don't you go ahead and read the next Instagram post? This is an Instagram post, right? Special Ed Teacher Life. Special Ed Teacher Life. Well, this is a comedy show, and I don't know that we have a lot to say about this. However, I did want to use this one to give a shout out to special ed teachers out there. You guys are doing a great job. My sister's one. Uh, I know many people that do this and it's a service to dedicate yourself to this. So thank you for doing this. Special ed teacher life, live it. Special ed teachers, we couldn't do it without you. And I do want to jump on here and just make a quick correction because it is a lifestyle podcast, not a comedy (laughs) podcast. Yeah, if you're listening to these episodes and laughing, um, you might be like missing the... Point. Seek medical attention. <laughs> and you know, Mama La Johnson was a special ed teaching assistant. I didn't know that. And wow. Yeah. Good for her. So I also want to make it a make it official. Special ed teaching. Live it. Live that lifestyle. Yeah, to live it for me. Awesome. 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 Do you want to jump on there and say physical ed teaching? All you gym teachers out there, <laughs> leave it. You know what leave you that. did. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you have personally victimized all three of us on this podcast. I just want to walk around the track with the girls. <laughs> was I, I had a good experience in PE. Oh, I bet you did. I was a cool kid. The jock of this podcast. Yes. You were the that's cool right. kid. <laughs> yes. That is right. All right, you guys, this week we're reviewing all of the hot space lifestyles to live. Yeah. Now, one I and every little boy have always, and girl, have always been interested in. Also, one of our number one tickets to space is the lifestyle of being an astronaut. Ooh. Ooh. 
okay? Now, being an astronaut is probably our number one ticket to space, so I wanted to review the requirements to being an astronaut and see if there isn't some way the three of us can weasel our way onto the International Space Station. And by weasel, <laughs> you mean just saunter right on, because I'm sure saunter all three right of in. us are perfectly qualified. I've got a feeling we're going to do like nine out of ten of these, and there's probably going to be like a two-hour class we have to sign up for at the Learning Annex, and then we'll be able to get in. I mean, chimps have done it. Dogs have done it. Why can't <laughs> Even we? educated, please, done it. <laughs> Let's fucking space. <laughs> all right, y'all, so all of our facts are coming from NASA.gov. Now, unlike many people who want to be an astronaut, we have access to a time machine. Mm-hmm. So... I want to review the early entry requirements first and see if we can just shoot back to the early space program and yes. get in there. Um, I want to be a vintage astronaut. Right? Yeah. Back when it's like cool and it's not like played out and like blah, 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 blah. They had those kind of like interesting flattering silhouettes on the spacesuits with like the high shoulders and the cinched waist. See, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to be an astronaut in a like bad fashion period no. for the space program. No, right. thank you. So the military selected the first astronaut astronauts in 1959 they had to have flight experience in jet aircraft got and a background in engineering check okay <laughs> and they had to be shorter than five feet 11 inches are you serious in the mercury spacecraft yes god damn it rylan gets to wear these cool dolce and gabbana <laughs> spacesuits yes! from the 50s all right take that tallsies yeah flight experience in a jet craft i've i've flown in frontier Southwest, I think United once or twice. Those are jet aircraft. So that's a flight experience. Right. So easy you could sleep through it. Yeah, I did sleep through it a couple times. I got a whole row to myself when I slept through it. So that's jet aircraft experience. So jet aircraft experience, background in engineering. So I think we all meet that criteria because we engineer lifestyles for people. Right? Yeah. Yes. yes. And I made a two-sided sword out of wood once, so um, call me a designer or whatever your, the word was. <laughs> when did you make a two-sided sword out of wood? Are, when yeah. did this happen? Are you a LARPer? <laughs> I'm not a LARPer. I just like to have fun. <laughs> not a LARPer. I just know what fun is when I see it. Rylan, delete whatever. Oh, now you're in a happy relationship. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, d- delete whatever's on your Tinder profile and just put, I don't LARP. I just like to have fun. Now, Ryland, by any chance, did you make this double-sided wooden sword in 1999 when Star Wars Episode 1 came out? Ah, I think I was more inspired by Final Fantasy 9, aka my first Final Fantasy experience, where Zidane has a two-sided sword and it's pretty neat. Final Fantasy 1999? <laughs> no, I'm not a Star Wars kid. I'm, I just like to have fun. Okay. <laughs> Delete whatever's on your OkCupid profile. <laughs> And put that. Um, so we're two out of three. We have to go over everybody's heights, five feet, 11 inches. Ryland, where you at? Oh, I'm well under 5'11", buddies. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm coming in at a nice four foot eight. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> I've seen you before. I've Something's seen you. Right. <laughs> You know what? It's you know how the camera adds fifteen pounds? Well the human eye adds about a foot. <laughs> That's why I've got 
a 17 inch penis. <laughs> Dylan, how uh, how many penises tall are you? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm. Uh, uh, hmm. Trying to. I, I want to do the math right. Oh I'm, my god! I'm, I'm, Brag I'm, alert coming in. I am one penis tall. <laughs> I'm 6.2-ish penises tall. All right, whatever that converts into. Wait, are you six and a half feet tall? Um, I'm I'm 6.2. So So if every penis is like mine, then it's a foot long. Is two? Would it be 0.2? No, this is why I didn't want to do this stupid (laughs) math portion of this. Forget this. This is not funny. Uh, Well, I'm a level six, so it sounds like the original space program is not a welcoming enough environment for us. Mm, So let's take a look and see. Actually, it sounds just right to me. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Because, you know, there's discrimination against short people, and tall people get to be CEOs. What do short people be? Astronauts. Okay? I think it's fair. And jockeys. (laughs) And jockeys. Are you you just going to split up the team? And go be an astronaut in the 60s, and we're what? What are we supposed to do? You guys are my Houston. You're my ground control. Oh, Oh, fuck you. That's sweet. Oh, bullshit, it's sweet. (laughs) That's like saying, yeah, you're not the bridesmaid, but you can hold my train as I walk down the aisle. Fuck you, I'm in the bridal party. Ryland, when you get a message on Tinder, be like, I think you're the Houston to my ISS. You're my, you're my ground control. Can you bring me back to Earth, baby? Oh, <laughs> oh That's cute. gross. That's like saying, oh, you'll stay at home and keep the kids fed and everything clean while I'm out having the adventure of a lifetime. Mm. While I'm out having my bones stretched out and I'm dying of zero gravity, I'm making a sacrifice for this family. <laughs> I'm dying of zero gravity. Okay. Uh. Current day requirements to be an astronaut, all right? After they had the military selection, they realized, hey, maybe we should get some nerds in space because they're into all this crazy shit. So currently, a couple of different routes. One, have a pilot's license and engineering experience, all right? It's not the only one, though, okay? Uh Uh-oh. A bachelor's degree in engineering. What about a bachelor's degree in arts or sciences? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. There's a few. A bachelor's degree in engineering, uh-huh. biological science, oh. physical science, well. computer science, oh. or mathematics. And English lit. And English literature. I think I'm good. Can MS Paint be considered uh, computer science? I think so. I think it, I think it is. All right. Can Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo be considered being a software engineer? <laughs> what is, is that the Putt-Putt Saves the oh, Zoo? Boy, is Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo? Is he a fish or a car? Is he He's a, car a car or a fish? He's a car. Okay, that makes sense. Freddy Fish, however, is a fish. That was Dylan's Final Fantasy 1999. Absolutely, and it's the reason I'm into LARPing today. <laughs> Next up, you have to have at least three years of related professional experience. Which oh, is kind so of like, sick of this. aren't you so sick of it? Like, how do I be an astronaut? Well, 
how many years of experience working in space do you have? Right. Uh, well, you're the yeah. only, there's only one company per country and it's not even in most countries. Right. So none, zero. How am I supposed to have this experience? Yeah. They're like, must have lived on Mars for two years, proficient in Excel. <laughs> Does VR count video games in general? Because I've been in space so long in games. So I've been playing video games. <laughs> so those are like space flight. So get this. It's at least three years of related professional experience obtained after degree completion. So you have to you can't be a high school graduate in space. You have to have oh. your motherfucking STEM degree and be in space for three years. Or Dumb. at least one thousand hours pilot in command time on jet aircraft. So they say there's more than just being a pilot as a pathway in here now. And it's either to be on your own in space for three years or just a thousand hours of flying a jet. Three <laughs> years of space time or just a thousand hours or on a jet. Live in a jet for a month. Yeah, it's pretty uh it's pretty unfair. You're right though. Is this all just a scam? Is this just so the rich get richer? What do you mean? <laughs> the astronauts get astronautier. Ooh. The rich get richer. I'm going to release a tape later this year that's titled that. Astronauty <laughs> has to already be a thing. Astronauty. Here's the thing is I'm always tempted to Google a great new idea I have. And then I'm like, well, what if Google's just waiting there to steal great exactly. ideas? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like typing in just URLs to see if the site's available, and then there's something monitoring whether or not site you're looking for that, and then they take it immediately. So Snap you have to up. pay them money, and it's all astronauts all the way down. It's all those astronauts. They invented Tang just to get us hooked. <laughs> Is that true. true? That little chimpanzee that was selling the orange dusty powder, he was from space. <laughs> Yeah, he was a space chimp. Uh, they thought he died in orbit, and then he came back to Earth with this beautiful new powder, and it changed yeah. America's lives Wait forever. Wait a second. <laughs> that orangutan doesn't have three years related experience. That orangutan <gasps> is not a trained pilot, and he didn't get a bachelor's degree like me. Even if he did have three years of space experience, he has to get it after he gets his degree. Right. Guys, that chimp was never from Earth. He oh just gosh. came from space, dude. I come with peace and <laughs> tang. And a fruity flavor that's out of this world. I'm pretty sure it was an orangutan, by the way, right? Rylan, do you, you think they would name the product Tang if the animal selling it wasn't a chimpanzee? <laughs> You're right. You got me there. I just imagine President Eisenhower being escorted through Area 51 right after the events. Says, President, right this way, we've isolated the creature after the cra crash site in this room here. And they open the door. <laughs> Ryland, they open the door. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and it's just that chimpanzee sitting there <laughs> in the pouch, a tang, and he is mixing together a treat. <laughs> it's all right, President. You can taste his tang. I googled it, and it was actually a space orangutan, and he went on after crashing to, to Earth to open up a hotel with a young boy. So What? Yeah. And then he uh, started North Korea's <laughs> nuclear program, so there's that. I'm also looking at the tang advertising slogan, and it's moms everywhere trust tang. What is this chimp doing to moms that they are all an unquestioning legion of moms? 
arms that will bend at his every whim. Trust the chimp lord. <laughs> he is a orangutan, even though the first ad that comes up is called Karate Chimps. It has an orangutan, clearly. I'll believe it when I see it, Ryan. <laughs> I want to watch this ad now. After you have either gotten a degree and spent three years in space as a janitor, or I guess, I don't know, just hung out on a jet for a little bit if you don't feel like putting in the actual work in. Right. Christ. Number three, you have to pass the NASA long duration astronaut physical. Ooh, a long duration <laughs> physical. Can I opt into that? <laughs> Dude, I'll come up to Fort Johnson. I'm pretty sure it happens at Fort Johnson, you guys. Oh, what, what's, what's that entail? So they spin you round, round, baby. Oh, <laughs> come on, T.I. Um, you know that classic test when they yeah. spin you round, round, spin yeah, you yeah, round, yeah. baby? They put you in astronaut snoot. A and snoot? They t- what's a the snoot? They put you in the astronaut zoot suit. <laughs> and they toss you in a pool and then they make you put a radio together oh what mm-hmm. whoa that okay. is cool they also uh blast you with gamma radiation and check to see if you <laughs> develop superpowers mm. um okay. they also make you squint your eyes and see if lasers come out <laughs> is that a g- do you need to have lasers come out or not need them to come out yeah yes lasers or no lasers it's just good to check Okay, <laughs> and especially if if you have laser eyes, we should know before your only means of survival is like three inches of steel between you and the cold void of space. Yeah, right. you don't want right. to you don't want to be floating around in orbit around the Earth and it occurs to you, hey, you know, I've never squinted my eyes before to see if I have laser powers. Let me try it right now here for the first oh. time ever. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's how a lot of astronauts die. Yeah, pretty embarrassing. Pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, and also you need to have distant and near visual acuity, and it must be or correctable to twenty twenty for each eye. So glasses are acceptable. Oh, that's cool. All right, you guys. <laughs> so we know what the requirements are. Okay, mm-hmm. it seems pretty doable. The long endurance physical. I think Dylan's gonna master that. You just head on down to Fort Johnson. Yes, and ma'am. With all those muscular men, do that long term physical. I think our. Uh, Lifestyling experience is going to cover up that STEM degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really, we just need to book a lot of flights and fly around a bunch till we hit a thousand hours, and then we can be astronauts. Wait, you guys! I just signed up for a Southwest card, and I get doubled points on all my Southwest flights. So if we fly wow. Southwest, we can do this in half the time. Oh my oh. god! Let's fly Southwest. Let's fly Southwest. Let's beep it out because <laughs> let's wait until they pay us before we unbeep yeah, that. Yeah, uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Southwest, but if you <laughs> want to. Guys, give us a call. Do you think it's possible to get a scholarship for this? Like, hey, I want to be an astronaut. Can you pay for all my plane tickets, please? Thank you. Please. Mm. This is a great reason for us to start doing live shows across the nation. Because if we just start flying every week someplace else, we could probably be done in a year. Right. If every week we record in a different location, you'd be astronauts by next year. That's true. Go to Mars. That's right. That's right. That's true. That's true. I think in conclusion, being an astronaut is one of the easier things you can do. Mm-hmm. So I'd say live the astronaut life. Live it. Absolutely. 
I'm got great vision. I've mastered Kid Picks Studio 2000, and I can squinch down a little bit so I can just be 5.9 penises tall. And so, uh, <laughs> if, if that's the case, I think this is a big limit for me. I'm ready to get my astronaut training. You know, I think space is cool. I think going to space is cool. But after hearing about this, I do feel like they give more special treatment to bird people. And because, you know, birds, they make their own nest, a.k.a. engineers. Uh, They can't go anywhere without flying. So they just have thousands upon thousands of hours of flying, not because they tried, just because that's how they move. And that special treatment disgusts me and I want no part of it okay I am disgusted it's gross so I'm gonna have to leave it we thought Rylan's vendetta against bird people ended at the chicken house but it's glad I'm glad to see they're bubbling up here in episode 28 <laughs> yeah, Rylan, do you really hate birds you must hate to see all those birds in space yeah I do it's not fair it's not fair short people need to go somewhere <laughs> you're like that Lyle Lovett song or no that's the guy from 1999 short people have no reason to live yes what? yeah and they do and it's space but now birds are taking it from us because we can't have one thing we can't have one thing birds can we <laughs> not without those birds coming in ruining everybody's parade oh boy that's the end of my segment could you please play that song short people have no reason to live so dylan oh, can yeah. hear it and appreciate that this exists it's randy newman this is a song yes it is a real song my motivation is is to uh change the course of western music <laughs> I haven't liked the way it's been going, so I decided I'd make another record. Can I give all these people the finger? Well, that's Randy Newman, by the way. Toy Story <laughs> songwriter <laughs> aficionado. He's the hot one who makes the salad dressing. Okay, I'm gonna now they know what we Have you heard this? It's classic. Would it be terrible? Come on, just start it, you fuck. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. So, there you go. You know what's hilarious about that song is in high school... I was in jazz choir, and our choir director was like, sing this song, guys. (laughs) And so we sang that song, and during it, all the other singers would point to me and other short guys in the choir and be like, yep, they got no reason to live. Oh, my God. Yeah, that in retrospect, I'm like, why the fuck did he do this? Well, he hated you, Ryland. I, now that I hear it, I remember that I do know this song, and I want to say it was used as the in, as a part of the Little Rascals soundtrack for that. Oh, probably remake. That's wild. I think. I mean, it's supposed to be a parody of like, like, isn't it ridiculous to discriminate against something beyond somebody's control? And it's supposed to point that out, but. In Instead, it just sounds mean. Rude, yeah. Yeah. If you don't make your parody apparent, then you just sound like you're complicit in the system that you're trying to critique. 
Yeah. Clock that T, mother. And him saying their tiny little teeth is not apparent enough. I hate your people's tiny little teeth. Yeah. But people would say that legitimately. So, yeah. People talk about your tiny little teeth because you're a short person, Rylan? Uh, I'm always being harassed by people saying, hey, hey, so I'll bet you never got money from the tooth fairy, right? Because he never found your tiny ass little your teeth, you shorty. Baby <laughs> teeth. <laughs> Little did those kids in your choir know that you would grow up to be an astronaut in 1959. <laughs> yes. So eat it, choir. You boys, can I do a lifestyle? Hell yeah, you can. So in 1999, a creative work was released that would spur an investigation into the Pentagon led by a group whose aim was to collect isolate, secure, transport, and analyze materials reported to have come from advanced aerospace vehicles of unknown origin. <gasps> and that creative work? Blink-182's Enema of the State. <laughs> <laughs> no! Yes, we've talked about this a little bit on a previous episode, but I thought it deserved its whole own expose. The album features a song titled Aliens Exist with lyrics like... I know the CIA would say, what you hear is all hearsay, I wish someone would tell me what was right. The song was, also contains a reference to the Majestic 12, an alleged code name for a secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials formed in 1947 by an executive order by Truman to facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. This is the first instance of Tom DeLonge, Blink-182's guitarist. <laughs> alluding to his interest in and potential contact with aliens. Cut to 2001. Tom gives an interview in his home in which he points to a collection of videotapes he's compiled with a total 136 hours of alien contactee testimonies. He describes one of his favorite testimonies taken from a man who was part of a nuclear cleanup task force. The man says in his testimony that he was brought seven stories below the Pentagon through a maze of elevators and tunnels and ended up face to face with an alien and quote no, instantly what? every little motion fear pain happiness everything came out at the same time oh oh in january 2015 delong left blink 182 the original statement by the remaining bandmates quoted that a week before the band was scheduled to go into the studio delong's manager emailed the group explaining that the guitarist would rather work on non-musical endeavors for the foreseeable future in a later interview with mike DeLong said he needed to take the opportunity to help out with a, quote, national security issue, which he later denied on Twitter. In February 2015, DeLong told Paper Magazine he's made contact with aliens. What? He talks about how he was camping at a secret base on the flight path to Area 51. He was told <laughs> that by shutting down his mind and projecting his thoughts, he would be able to achieve extraterrestrial communication. He then woke <laughs> up at 3 a.m. and as he puts it, quote, my whole body felt like it had static electricity. It sounded like there were about 20 people there talking and instantly my mind goes, okay, they're at our campsite and they're not here to hurt us and they're talking about shit, but I can't make out what they're saying, but they're working on something, end quote. In later 2015, DeLong is announced as the founder, president, and CEO of To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science. 
The organization states on their website that their mission statement is, and I quote, to be a powerful vehicle for change by creating a consortium among science, aerospace, and entertainment that will work collectively to allow gifted researchers the freedom to explore exotic science and technologies with the infrastructure and resources to rapidly transition them to products that can change the world. Or for the layman, take cool alien technology and turn it into toasters and mood lamps aliens thank you for the tech thank you for the tech now you know where tom delong got it he listened to the early episodes of life pile and heard cam talking in october 2016 wikileaks shows the first evidence of delong connecting with the government an oh email God. chain was released showing an extensive correspondence between delong and john podesta hillary clinton's campaign chairman in the emails, DeLong reveals he has been working with former Air Force Major General William McCasland to assemble a UFO advisory team. DeLong tells Podesta he would like to introduce him to two officials who were, quote, in charge of most fragile divisions as it relates to classified science and Department of Defense topics. There was no further information on whether the two later met. In December 2017, it all came to a head. Leaked footage of two Navy pilots encountering an unidentified flying object that outmaneuvered two F-18s was released by To The Stars Academy and then later by the New York Times. One of the pilots was later interviewed by the New York Times. He described being asked by an operations officer aboard the USS Princeton to follow a mysterious unauthorized aircraft flying off the coast of San Diego. When him and his fellow pilot approached the coordinates given... The two didn't see anything at first, till one of them looked down at the ocean. Then, Commander Fravor looked down at the sea. It was calm that day, but the waves were breaking over something that was just below the surface, and whatever it was, it was big enough to cause the sea to churn. Hovering 50 feet above the churn was an aircraft of some kind, whitish, that was around 40 feet long and oval in shape. The craft was jumping around erratically, staying over the wave disturbance, but not moving in any specific direction. Commander Fravor said the disturbance looked like frothy waves and foam as if the water were boiling. Seconds later, Commander Fravor said it accelerated like nothing I'd ever seen. It's a quote. And he said he was, quote, pretty weirded out. Tom DeLong's investigation into UFOs appears to be ongoing as he just released a new video under the To The Stars Academy umbrella to garner new investment in his Atom Research Project, a task force focused on analyzing exotic materials collected from UFO crash encounters for technology innovation. Tom DeLong is a livet for me. I say livet, Tom DeLong. Mm -hmm. I love when celebrities use their celebrity power for a good cause, <laughs> like yeah. raising money for an orphanage or raising money for hurricane victims. Uh -huh. <laughs> Who's the guy in Waterworld who invented a machine to turn his pee into drinking water? And now he pits, pisses in the mouths Kevin of Costner. Africans? Yeah, yeah. He pisses yes. all over everybody now. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. And so I think, I mean, like, if, if it weren't for Tom DeLong digging into this stuff how many teenagers would not know about these aliens huh it yeah. would just be people that are smart and that's not gonna <laughs> change the world we need teenagers to know the truth i sense a little sarcasm in both of your tones <laughs> no you i'm being real because like <laughs> smart people know shit that nobody else does and nobody else cares about it Okay, but if teenagers know it, then the whole world knows it. And it's just 
is true. <laughs> it's true because nothing makes you feel more motivated to learn something than when you ask, hey, what is this? And a teenager goes, seriously? <laughs> exactly. <Whoa. laughs> you yes. don't know, old man. <laughs> That's our diplomacy uh, plan too. Tom DeLonge is going to send his best and brightest teens up to the aliens when we set up a rendezvous point just outside of our atmosphere and the aliens are going to be like hello, we come in peace do not be afraid and the teens are all going to be like on Instagram like, oh, uh, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> what? Be like, don't, aren't, don't you look at us, aren't we, don't you think we're cool? And the teens are going to be like um yeah, I don't know. Like, what did you guys want to talk about? Sorry, we have to, like, get back and, like, do a thing later. Like, can we make this fast? I'm going to be like, oh, oh, well, did you guys want to get some froyo later? And maybe we could ha- hang. We just wanted to say hi, and we're new in the neighborhood. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. I might be busy later, but, like, we can you, talk about you, it. You guess. guys hear about hoverboards? I, I can ride one of those. Pretty cool, right? I've had, like, three hoverboards already. I'm, like, really not in the mood for another hoverboard thing. So. Oh, yeah, me too. Hate them. Hey, can you guys buy us alcohol? Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. okay. <laughs> the aliens aren't going to respect us unless we send up our best and brightest people who know how to invoke respect at a visceral level. It's true. I'm excited for when we first get our first radio transmission from aliens that we actually release to the public and it goes hello there the angel from my nightmare the shadow in the background of the space it's me I am an alien it's gonna be so good for some strange reason I cannot get the taste of tang out I am the telepathic voice inside your head I'm, I'm grateful to Tom I feel a kinship with Tom and I'm trying to sign up for the to the stars academy of arts and sciences because no one else has given me the real education that i i deserve uh, yeah like i respect him going out and camping and then waking up at 3 a.m and be like i was like there was electricity through me and i wasn't jacking off to this i swear dude and there were like 20 people in my head it was so hot oh my god in my head guys i feel like you're not taking tom seriously take tom seriously you guys i'm taking this serious the first time a teenager comes up to me and rolls their eyes at the fact that i don't know about tom's experiences with a Aliens, then I'll take it seriously. <laughs> no sooner. You haven't heard of the Roswell landing? <laughs> the Phoenix Lights? <laughs> Come on, Ryland. <laughs> you haven't heard the reports of a metal like aluminum that was liquid and melt in your hands and then snap back into shape? <laughs> Stoops. What an idiot. Well, Tommy Boy DeLong gets a big ol' livid from this space cadet. It from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna also live it with Tom. Okay. Uh, just because, I mean, like, I know I'm giving him shit, but I do respect the search, man. The dig. Get in it, dude. Yeah. Live it. He's, yeah, he's. Oh, and before we go. There's new uh, Angels and Airways material on the way. He was teasing that on Instagram for a while ago. So oh, stay tuned. is that all this is? It's just, <laughs> just a PR you know move. What, you know what it is, is, and this is a full, I will tell you guys right now, this is a non-paid full advertisement. I am advertising right now. Everyone, 
Go download Sweetener, Ariana Grande's fourth studio <laughs> album came out Friday <laughs> featuring Jesus. the hit track God is a Woman. It is in stores now. <laughs> Most of this episode is us doing advertisements for people who don't pay us. <laughs> All right, guys, I've got a lifestyle for you. Oh, wait, no, I don't. I have a returning <laughs> segment. Uh, it's called A New Study Show. Yes, yeah, 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 But it's Space Edition. Space, oh, space, 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 space Edition. I went to Google. I hit the news tab. I typed <laughs> in A New Study Shows, and then I added on Space. Yes. <laughs> Wait, Ryland, important question that is, uh, we need to know before we start this segment. Did you hit the space bar or did you type the word space? I typed out S P A C E, baby. Nice. In capital letters. I don't know if that has an effect or not, oh, but I I'm wanted sure it, it big. Okay. okay. <laughs> so. A new study shows alien life chances get massive boost after study shows many planets contain water. Okay. Massive boost, baby. Pretty straightforward. So we got the different types of boosts. Does that mean the aliens <laughs> go faster when they have more water? No, yeah. No, 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 Are they getting no. protein boosts or Vita boosts a la Jamba Juice in their I water? I mean, it makes sense now that we haven't gotten any communication from them because Boost Mobile service sucks, dude. <laughs> oh I never God. get coverage. That's embarrassing for aliens. All this time we thought they were over here hovering around and beeping and blopping in Tom DeLonge's ears, but really they're over there with their Motorola razors. <laughs> Living in 2008. Okay, y'all. No, 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 no. I can't let this stand because if Tommy DeLong was in this room, he'd set you boys straight. So this is boo, 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 the more you know. Okay. <gasps> this all refers to Fermi's paradox. Yep. Who was a physicist who said, well, if like the motherfucking universe is humongous, where's all the aliens? Lots of reasons. Well, he broke down all the reasons, right? Yeah. <gasps> he figured you have to have a set of conditions met in order to have a alien life or any life at all come to existence on a planet, right? And one right. of those is right. a 4G network. <laughs> one is a 4G network, but you also have a star similar mm-hmm. to the sun, mm-hmm. Earth-like planets, so you have to be a good distance, not too close, not too far from the sun, right? and then have enough air or oxygen-like materials, and water is a big old factor in that. And so you just calculate all up these little factors, and Fermi came up with an equation that calculates the probability of there being alien life out there. And when you get evidence that one of these little multipliers is higher than you thought before, then it boosts the probability that there are, in fact, aliens out there. Thank you for the tech. So our chances have gone from four in six trillion eight hundred seventy nine billion five hundred million to eight <laughs> just eight just, just, number, just eight. the number eight. did you did you look it up because you can look up like the current estimation i can no. and like i've said no. before in this podcast i do not think math is funny and i do not want it on my <laughs> podcast <laughs> a new study shows <laughs> That there are many moons barreling around the Earth. Okay, you thought there was what? one moon out there? There's a lot of little ones you didn't and even know barreling? about. <laughs> yeah, 
they're barreling. Come on. What do moons do but barrel? That is a spooky new study shows. Secret barreling moons? That's scary. <laughs> That's scary. What if, I, what if I told you right now, Ryland, there are a bunch of tiny moons barreling around your house at mock speed? That would freak you right out. That would freak your bean. I guess so, yeah. But, oh man, I, I think about, you know, how people tie moon the moon to mood. Like, if there's a full moon, everybody's oh, crazy. Oh my god. So what are these little mini moons doing to us? How crazy are they turning us on? A lot. I don't expect an answer to this because it is Ryland's segment where he doesn't explain anything. <laughs> but I want to know what constitutes a moon. Like, if anything yeah. that's not open, empty, negative space is a moon, if it's just near a planet then yeah we probably do have a lot of moons but it's got to be more than a quarter of both cheeks i'd say <laughs> less quarter or less is just plumber's crack i also do like the idea of airplane loud so a terrifying creepy thing that just happened is that cam and i live in chicago where the blue angels are testing jets they're, oh. they're not testing jets they're testing it's new the boat jets. and air show there it happens every year white aircraft they can turn on a dime and boil water you guys and tommy DeLong is nowhere to be seen so scary is he up there listeners i can't believe we're bringing you this exclusive scoop right in the middle of Ryland's segment but <laughs> they are testing something over Chicago and I just got Tommy DeLong is secretly barreling around Chicago in a test test jet and a test oval yeah and a test oval <laughs> a new study shows the Milky Way had a big sibling long ago and cannibal Andromeda ate it was this older sibling called big and milky <laughs> I got Milky here, and then I got his twin, Big and Milky. Big and Milky. (laughs) (laughs) A new study shows outer space may have gotten a bit closer. (laughs) They just back up. They just back up slowly. I should hope not. I've already got these mini moons barreling around my outdoors, around my backyard. Is anyone else starting to feel a little bit claustrophobic after all these new studies? Yeah, yeah. Especially Cam, because I'm over five foot eleven, and apparently that's the height <laughs> limit for people who could be comfortable in space. Take that sucker! Oh, I'm sorry, you can't come on the escape pod. You're six foot two. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> five foot eleven under. If you want to be on the escape pod, you know, fine. I'm gonna make a new space pod, and it's gonna have me and Mr. Salad dressing on there, and we're gonna sing derisive songs about people who are shorter than five foot eleven <laughs> the whole way. You know how Randy Newman makes fun of short people wearing platform shoes? in that song right short people have no reason to live jesus do you think you could make a kind of insole for a shoe that's made out of the same material as black holes and it'll kind of like become a pocket (gasps) dimension that you stick your legs in and you can be as short as you want yes i am so sick and tired of you tall people trying to come in and steal (laughs) short people culture oh my god it's not okay (laughs) the bad salad man is coming for rylan's whole gig (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea of outer space getting closer because i love the idea of just stepping out my door one day and then oh whoa i'm in space I guess. That's crazy. A new study shows that bad feelings between Canada and Russia don't matter in space. Don't matter in space? Nope. No. 
Canada and Russia can hate each other as much as they want. It doesn't matter in space. It doesn't matter. I didn't know anybody hated Canada. I don't think Russia likes another country bragging about being cold people. Mm. Because you know that's a yeah. big part of that Canadian mystique. It's like, oh, I'm I'm out here in my galoshes and I'm yeah. chopping on my wood and it's freezing out here. That is what they sound like. And over there, the Ruskies <laughs> are like, yar, I be eating ice cream even though it's negative twenty degrees in Siberia. Yar, I'm Russian. And the Canadians are like, what's this, mate? You're taking a look. You're taking a crack at my old cold stylings, mate. And the Russians are like, yar, we be the cold folk. You don't know the first thing about cold. So it's really just like a dick measuring competition between the Ruskies and the Canucks. Right. Culture war. But once they get up into outer space, they're all like, who wants to have a water war? Come on, let's throw water balloons at each other. We don't need to be frenemies. Come on, everybody. It's so fun. No to fight. I'm Canadian. Come I'm on. Russian. Put on your white shirts and then I'll get out the fire hose and I'll wolf spray each other. This is what we sound like in space. Oh. Wet t-shirt contest in space. Love it. In space, no one can hear your accent. <laughs> A new study shows parents should give picky eaters some space. <laughs> Leave this house. Get out. Eject them into space. <laughs> With their with their noodles and butter. Were you guys ever in noodles and butter? Yeah. Hell yeah, I was. <laughs> my my nieces and nephews are all about the new news and butter. <laughs> See, my sister was new news and butter all the way through her like late adolescence. Then turned out her body can't process anything besides new news and butter, and she was oh, doing it. Otherwise, her see? stomach lining would melt. Exactly. The parents should have given her some space, dude. Back off, okay? See, I. I was blessed with really good cooks as parents. Nice. And you know, as a child, you kind of expect everyone lives in the exact same condition that you do. Yeah. Right. And so it was very confusing for me on one of my first sleepovers in the morning. My friend's mom made me eggs. And I was like, this is the grossest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and this is not like... I know how to make these. I could have made these eggs much better than you did. <laughs> and you're an adult. And how are you not aware of the thing you do to eggs? Like you've eaten eggs at a restaurant, I'm sure. So you must know what eggs are. And yet you made this. Do you not like me? Is this a personal thing? <laughs> I'm still confounded by it. It was very confusing. See, I was on the other side of that experience, Cam. My whole childhood growing up, uh, before I went to school, my parents would just take a Costco-sized box of Raisin Bran and just upend it on the floor and be like, slop it up, you little piggies. And my little sister and I would fight for the raisins. and yeah get our fill before we went to school and then i would go to slumber parties at friends houses i'd wake up in the morning and the mom and dad would be like all right kids you have a choice and first of all i'm like what a choice between what and what is it crunchy will it cut my mouth we, uh, <laughs> they'd be like french toast or waffles oh my god and obviously bacon and eggs with whichever one you choose and i was like am i at the hilton like where <laughs> have i gone the fanciest restaurant you know the hilton <laughs> <laughs> a new study shows the milky way is full of space grease ew mm. so i'm gonna put it on my pizza <laughs> Here's my thing is that I every connection I have in my head is, with Greece is biological 
sources. Mm-hmm. But I guess I mean lipids are just a chemical compound so they can be produced in space. Or is there a giant space whale that died and its ambergris is shooting oh. through our galaxy? Ugh. <laughs> Maybe aliens haven't come here yet because space is way too slippery <laughs> to walk around. <laughs> Let's visit Earth. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Add it to the Fermi paradox, Cam. Yeah, all of those, all of those factors, and then divided by banana peels per square foot of space. Whoa, oh my god. Whoa. I would totally tune in to a Japanese game show that is aliens <laughs> just slipping on a floor trying to achieve some purpose. Do we need to make Life Files Paradox? What are the reasons that aliens haven't visited us? Let's crunch the numbers, boys and girls. Space is too slippery. One. <laughs> yeah. Number t- yes. two, they get sideswiped by a bunch of barrel and moons on their way here. Number three, they, they haven't realized yet that shorter people are better at it. Okay. <laughs> better at what you know oh. you know they fit in space better they just fit better in space uh reason number four there's a giant dead whale carcass in space that they have to it's closed down one of the major highways they have to drive around oh, it big old detour for sure number six are we on six or five i think we're on five, five. <laughs> number six they've already <laughs> met tom DeLong, and he was like hello there welcome to my planet and they're like go go turn around turn around we don't want to do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Number seven. They they're trying to come, but they keep getting caught up in this Canadian Russian wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing. We really should make first contact, but. One more round can't hurt. Yeah, ladies, yeah, put it on. I'm going to spray you. Get over there. Oh, these Russian accents are offensive. Very Russian, too. Very Russian. Uh, a new study shows that octopuses, octopi, octopodes may be from outer space. Have you heard about this one? No, but if there's an animal that I would believe, it's octopodes. <laughs> Yeah, this I actually knew about this beforehand and I don't know where it was or who it came from a legit source and they surmised that something flew into Earth from outer space and it was eggs of an octopus and it made these alien creatures and now they live among us. Yo, I think there's a Polynesian story. It might be Hawaiian about the creation of the octopus. (gasps) And the story goes something along the lines of like in the early time of the earth, the dimensions were open to each other, but then they started shutting closed and there was no way through except for a tiny little crack. And the only wow. thing that could fit through that crack was the octopus. So like even wow. in like this native tradition, they believed it was a other dimensionally, other unearthly thing. I remember uh, watching on Discovery Channel as a little kid that they were talking about like what would happen if humans were gone, who would take over the planet? And it was octopuses, octopi, octopodes, and they were like swinging from trees like <laughs> like the Tang Monkey. Oh God! Yeah, aren't you guys grateful for how much shit like did not jump? Onto land, like a land octopus. Fuck oh my me. God. No, 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 no. They're very strong. I've talked about it before, but octopi are very strong. It's scary. And they have, they, they're like birds, the but beaks. with eight snakes attached. <laughs> oh. <laughs> disgusting you really hate birds <laughs> Rylan's like 
I would hate to go to the Great Barrier Reef because it's yeah, sure, color full of colorful fish and corals, but then you got these great white sharks that are essentially birds without feathers. <laughs> they have fins. They have a bunch of teeth. Their beaks are soft and fleshy. I hate birds. <laughs> birds are the worst. <laughs> it's true. Birds always stealing my spot on the spaceship. <laughs> I, I've got one last one, and we could live it or we could leave it or whatever. Uh, but a new study shows. I mean, is this a new study? I, I remember hearing about this in elementary school. Cam's heard it. Boring to Cam. What the fuck are you talking about? I heard it. Give me a new study. Give me a new study. Okay. Uh, Seattle has plenty of parking, yet people still can't find spots. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that to the space episode. <laughs> because of the moon. Because of the moon. Because the moon's taking up all the spaces. <laughs> You guys know the moon is actually a bird? What oh the my fuck? God. This is Life Pile Podcast, <laughs> the only podcast that can maintain a non-deteriorating orbit around the Earth. We want to thank the aliens for the tech. We want to thank astronauts for being short. We want to thank Scott Davis for the music for our show. If you want to be part of the show, you can call us at 720-663-8163. You can also send a text to that number if you want. Or you can email us at lifepileshow at gmail.com. Talk to us about how tall you are and how much you hate tall people. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, but if you don't feel like doing that, you can uh, hit up what Dylan's about to say. Yes, that's right, Ryland. We have a presence on the World Wide Web. We have social media accounts at Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And go ahead and follow those if you want to get some additional Lifepile content. Uh, this week we were talking on our story about how Ryland went shopping and got himself a sweet E.T. charm necklace. Uh, so get more stories like that and uh, access to our little surveys that we put out. If you want to end up on the show, you can respond to our Instagram stories by typing in the little chat box there and letting us know what kind of life you're living. We'll go ahead and give you a live it or leave it and discuss you on the show in front of everyone. Also use the hashtag lifepile and we can do the same for you. If you want to catch me this week, I will be working hours at my space internship, which I've gotten in order to get enough space work hours to qualify for the astronaut NASA program. I uh, mostly in this internship, mostly in this internship, I psychokinetically dial in to Tom DeLong and tell him, hey, hey, we're working on something and we're here to talk, but we're here to talk, but we're working on something. So I guess most of my job is just kind of freaking out Tom DeLong. Cam, this week you can catch me on the International Space Station. Uh, most of the station has been compromised. We've sustained heavy damage to the interior and outterior of the ship. Outterior is now a word. There are fires on the lower deck. Uh, the bridge is completely lost. I'm running toward the control room, Cam. I can hear the loud, plodding footsteps behind me and roars of an otherworldly beast. I slam the door behind me to the control room, and I grab the microphone, and I say, Houston, Houston, do you read me, Houston? And they say, Yes, Bragasa, we can hear you. Go, go ahead. And I say, Houston, download Ariana Grande's Sweetener on iTunes and Spotify now. Available in stores everywhere today. Dylan, we're on to you. We know you are Ariana Grande. Okay, you're not fooling anybody. Right, okay. okay. It's been obvious since day one. 
And if you want to catch me, I am also heading up into outer space. I've been hired to work as a DJ uh, for this wet t-shirt competition. Uh, so if you guys want to be a part of it, grab your wet t-shirt. No, they should be dry. Uh, but then, <laughs> come join me in outer space. <laughs> this is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Fire.